Hello everybody, I'm Sean and welcome back to the Croc Time podcast, delivering weekly updates on markets and geopolitics, providing you with valuable insights and unique perspectives on events and trends shaping the world. Today's episode will investigate an often overlooked country, which for many reasons today has suddenly become relevant, Papua New Guinea. The nation signed a security and defense agreement with the US in May 2023. How and why did this happen? Before trying to understand what has changed, we will go over the country's history all the way up to its present. Only after that, we will look into Papua New Guinea's surging importance in the world's new geopolitical order. Curious? Good. So let's cut to the chase. Papua New Guinea, which from now on we will only call PNG to shorten it, is a country in Oceania. It is made up of the eastern half of the massive island of New Guinea and includes many other offshore islands. The population of the country is unknown. Government estimates put it at just over 10 million people, but recent reports have put this figure closer to 17 million. Only 13% of the population live in urban centers, making it one of the most rural countries in the world. Are you ready for another Guinness record? Well, there are over 800 known languages, making the country one of the most linguistically diverse countries on the planet. Let's start with the history of this country. In 1526-1527, Portuguese explorer Jorge de Menezes accidentally found the island of New Guinea and named it Papua after a Malay word for the type of hair of its people. However, the precise meaning of the word Papua is still debated to this day. A few years later, a Spanish explorer applied the name New Guinea because of the resemblance of the island's people with those found on the African Guinea coast. Little was known of the island until a Russian anthropologist made many expeditions to New Guinea in the 1870s. Shortly after, the southeastern coast of New Guinea and its islands was proclaimed a British protectorate in 1884 and was called British New Guinea. In the same year, the German Empire formally took possession of the northeast quarter of the island. The entire western part of the island, which today is part of Indonesia, was owned by the Dutch. The German colony practically became a business venture where local workers were hired as cheap labor on cocoa and copra plantations. Copra is the dried white flesh of coconut. After the passage of the Papua Act in 1905, British New Guinea became the territory of Papua. Formal Australian administration of the territory began the year after. In 1914, when World War I broke out, Australia seized the German colony, uniting the eastern half of the island into one colony under its control. However, German and English influence can clearly be seen up to this day especially by looking at the names of some of PNG's islands. New Britain, New Ireland, and the Bismarck Archipelago 
are clear examples of how the island maintained some of its colonialist roots. During the Second World War, the Japanese invaded and took control of most of the island of New Guinea. However, the southeastern location was protected and remained in the hands of the Allied forces because of a very steep mountain range which divides the island between north and south. PNG was a major campaign during the Pacific War where some 200,000 Japanese soldiers, sailors and airmen died. Australian administration continued after the war until PNG established its sovereignty in 1975. Since independence, the political landscape of PNG's national politics is very unstable. A large number of political parties, different coalitions and shifting loyalties have characterized its politics. Prime Ministers usually last just a few years before they are ousted by no-confidence votes. Michael Somare is considered the father of the nation and has served as PNG's Prime Minister for 17 years during three separate terms. The country's politics are complex. But if you consider the 800 different languages, the lack of adequate transport links, the high levels of crime, and the secessionist movement on the island of Bougainville, we can give the country a break. The current Prime Minister is James Marape of the Pangu Party, which was also the party of Michael Somare. PNG continues to be one of the poorest and least developed countries in all of Asia. Before moving towards the current geopolitics of the nation, let's first touch upon the secessionist movement on the island of Bougainville. The island of Bougainville is one of PNG's easternmost islands, close to the Solomon Islands. A secessionist revolt in 1975, just before independence, resulted in changes to PNG's constitution, giving the island and other districts quasi-federal status as provinces. However, problems continued to emerge. Large copper deposits were found on the island and the Australian company Rio Tinto began production at the Panguna mine in 1972. At the time, the mine produced 45% of PNG's national export revenue. The mine recruited thousands of workers. However, most of them came from the island of New Guinea. The locals called the people from New Guinea redskins because of their skin color. The locals also resented the Redskins because of cultural differences. Discontent also emerged because of environmental damage and because most of the profits left the island. A conflict erupted in 1988. The PNG government imposed a complete blockade of the island from 1990 and some international players quickly got involved. The Solomon Islands supported the island of Bougainville, while Australia and Indonesia supported the government of PNG. Between 15 and 20,000 people died during the conflict. The island was cut off from the rest of the world for seven years, until a peace agreement was signed in 1997. The island's inhabitants were forced to develop self-sustaining systems, such as village-scale hydropower, 
coconut biodiesel, forest garden farms, and neo-traditional herbal medicine. The story led to the documentary film called The Coconut Revolution. As part of the peace accords signed in 1997, an independence referendum was held on the island in 2019. 98% of the population supported independence in the referendum and negotiations with the central government are ongoing. Now that we got that out of the way, let's move towards the current geopolitical situation of the country. PNG's popularity on the world stage has been sky-high so far in 2023. A large number of top dignitaries have visited the country in the last few months, signaling PNG's importance. Narendra Modi, India's Prime Minister, visited in May. Joko Widodo, Indonesia's President, visited in July. Emmanuel Macron, the French President, also visited in July. Joe Biden was supposed to visit in May, but cut short his Asia trip because he was forced to fly home due to the debt ceiling dilemma. Instead, Anthony Blinken, American Secretary of State, visited and signed a defense cooperation agreement with PNG. Lloyd Austin, the US Defense Secretary, then visited in July to follow up on the initial agreement. Why should the huge power like the US be interested in such a poor, unstable, and underdeveloped country though? There are four different reasons why PNG has become essential for the US and its global ambitions. The first is geography. The second concerns its natural resources. The third is that the agreement counters China's moves in the region. The fourth is that the treaty aligns perfectly with Biden's Asia policy. Let's dig into these four now. Starting with its geography, PNG is very large, about the size of Germany and Portugal combined. It is located just north of Australia and is close to the island of Guam, one of America's biggest military hubs in the Pacific Ocean. By being closely located to Australia, PNG ensures an extra layer of protection to arguably America's biggest ally in the region. The country holds a strategic location as a gateway from the Pacific to Asia, with an extremely large landmass and a growing demographic profile. The second reason is PNG's natural resources. Gold has historically been a staple commodity of the country. But what makes PNG truly important are its deposits of minerals, which are essential to the Green Revolution, namely nickel and copper, widely used in batteries. In addition to this, PNG is transforming into a regional energy powerhouse. Two new mega-projects from ExxonMobil and Total Energies are developing the country's new liquefied natural gas deposits, also called LNG. Some estimates suggest PNG will likely become the second largest LNG exporter in Southeast Asia, right after Malaysia, and surpassing Indonesia and Myanmar. Declining energy security in Southeast Asia is a growing concern for the region, and given PNG's energy importance, entry into ASEAN could well be in the cards. In fact, 
PNG has long wanted to be a part of ASEAN, the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. But some countries, which include Cambodia, have objected to PNG's entry because of its anti-LGBTQ legislations. Very strange if you consider that Hun Sen, Cambodia's ruling PM, has disowned his own daughter because she was lesbian. Moving on to the third point, America has long considered the Pacific Ocean as its own, although it has tasked Australia with most of the diplomatic work. However, last year, China signed a security pact with the Solomon Islands, which covers police assistance and allows Chinese military personnel and police to use the island's ports. This security pact was a cold shower for Australia, New Zealand and the US. Since then, the three allies have responded with many visits, summits, diplomatic missions and updated partnerships in the region. The US's recent deal with PNG, the larger and more important neighbor of the Solomon Islands, is a clear countermove to China's deal with the Solomon Islands. The last point regards Biden's Asia agenda. One of the pillars of Biden's Asia policy is focused on building and thickening a set of security and political agreements, large or small, stretching from Japan to Australia and India. By adding PNG to the list of countries, the US now has an uninterrupted set of countries from north to south it can leverage in its global power competition with China. The details of many of the deals signed are still hidden. However, the US will help build and upgrade military bases in places such as Lai and Manus Island, two strategic locations on PNG's northern coast. The US will also gain unimpeded access to the two bases. Interest in the country and its economy will continue to grow as countries look to invest in its underdeveloped economy to gain political leverage. International interest in its energy and mineral wealth will certainly propel the country's economic growth. Politically, PNG has certainly tilted towards the US and Australia, but it still wants to keep all its doors open. China remains the country's largest trading partner and its PM is making sure not to anger them. Even though internationally PNG suddenly seems to be popular, the country's struggles and challenges will remain. Natural disasters, corruption and violence continue to plague PNG and the road to development will be long and bumpy. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Croc Time. Please leave a review and follow me on Instagram, and I'll be back next time with more insightful research.